Welcome to another episode of The Only Playbook. We are live. That is right. We are live on Instagram right now on The Only Playbook. Figured we'd give this a shot. Uh, episode 29, we're previewing week 15. God, it's just been all day. My phone has been blowing up. COVID this, COVID that. 16 players out for this team, 46 yeah. players out for this team. This team's bringing up their practice squads, practice squad. Yeah. It's like just ridiculous how big COVID's going to impact the playoffs for fantasy football. Yeah. For sure, for uh, sure. And we got games on random days now. Yeah. We got a doubleheader on Tuesday. When was the last time you saw a doubleheader on a Dude, Tuesday? Extend the NFL week as long as possible yeah. is what I say. <laughs> Every day more, of the yeah, week. More days, more football. I mean, we cannot. I feel like, I feel like we could cure depression. Oh, with football, football every day. Just yeah, football every day. NFL wow. game every day. <laughs> that would be great. That'd yeah. be great. That'd, That'd be, be fantastic. Exciting. Yeah. Um. Again, episode twenty nine. Uh. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for whoever joins this at any point tonight. Uh. Really appreciate it. Um. Social media. First things first. Again, first time going live. Uh. We're everywhere. We're live on Instagram. We have Twitter at Only Playbook. TikTok. We're on all the podcast apps. Yep. Uh. Spotify, YouTube, Anchor. Google, Apple. So uh, give us a listen. Give us a follow. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, shout out to Clayton at work today. Randomly walked by, said he really likes the podcast. Um, appreciate that because he was very blunt. He was like, I went into it thinking I really wasn't going to like it, to be honest with you. Uh, and I did. So uh, appreciate that feedback, man. Good job, and Clay Clay. Keep on listening, baby. So thank you so much. Um, let's kick things off. Shoshot, this is going to be the longest segment we've had oh, all year. Fudge. Injuries, Bro. injuries, and not even COVID, COVID, yeah. COVID. So let me start off by saying uh, the game on Sunday has been moved. To, one game has been moved to Monday. The Raiders, Browns, and I play at 5 p.m. on Monday. Tuesday, the Hawks and the Rams play at 7. Tuesday, the Washington football team and the Eagles also play at 7. So I hope there's, I hope they decide to like switch that up because that would be a lot more fun than to like have multiple screens to look at. But that's just how things are right now. It could still change. More games could be moved. But anyways, um, second thing I'm going to start off by saying is there's four teams that have been decimated by COVID. The Rams, 25 players as of this morning. Washington football team, 21 players. The Browns, 20 players. And Bears, 12 players. It's almost half the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is almost half the team. So that's why they moved the, moved the game. It made right. sense, right? Um so let me just start off with the COVID stuff, and then we'll go to actual injuries. I'll make it quick. These are only the players that are pertinent yeah. to fantasy because, you know, it's going to take yeah. us all day if we do the other things. <laughs> yeah. So first up on the list, I have Sean Payton. <laughs> so Sean Kevin Payton James will not be at the game. Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James could never. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I am not going to be watching that movie. <laughs> it's so dumb, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Sean Payton's on the list, which is a big news, right, because he's a big focal point of that. Yep, offense. Yep. So um, just a heads up, things could be a little weird without Sean Payton, but we'll see. Uh, the Bucks and the Jacksonville Jaguars, two Florida teams with no COVID. Wow. What from Impressive. Florida? Somebody make it make sense. Florida, so, no COVID. Make it make sense. But or maybe they were smart enough and more of those players are vaccinated or something. Yeah, the Buccaneers without the fake IDs are 100% vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So outside of the fake IDs. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's just shocking to me, right? That's yeah. the two Florida team. Like Florida man, unless Tom Brady's there, Florida man doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> so anyways, that was just a fun little thing to uh, notice um, that Jacksonville and Bucks have no COVID problems as of now. Uh, let's move on to actual COVID problems. Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson's number one target as of the last couple of, actually as of the whole season. So he's got COVID. That should open up some room for DK. Um, Your boy. Yeah. Big, big test. Against you. Big test. <laughs> I know that sucks. DK Metcalf and is Jaylen also Ramsey not on the injury report at all, so they he's off of the injury report. Hallelujah! It should be like twenty targets for DK. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out yeah. of this. And Ram Ramsey, isn't there Ramsey news? Ramsey's on the COVID list. 
Ramsey's on the COVID list. Let's go, DK. And Von Miller's on the COVID list. So you you know what you said about the Seahawks maybe winning this game, and then yeah. th- this is it. This is their chance. That, that, that slowly opening up right. yeah. for that 9-8 yeah. and eight season. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, uh, Alex Collins is also on the COVID list, but nobody cares. <laughs> um, Quez Watkins for the Eagles on the COVID list. Ooh. Allen Robinson on the COVID list, but another player that matters more than Allen Robinson to us Vikings fans, Eddie Jackson is on the COVID list. So that means KJ Osborne, those guys, big things. Expect big things. The throwing fest. I, um, might, I might be starting Kirk. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, but anyways, like there were, it's not just the COVID list. There's like the other illnesses that we yeah. just kind of ignore. Yeah. The Bears had eight players on that other illnesses list, including Montgomery and his backup, Herbert. Um, but seven of those eight players are back today, including Montgomery. So, okay. So life is okay. I, mean. <laughs> I, I, I also dropped Herbert and picked up Williams. So did I. <laughs> so yeah. Did I. It's just big brain moves, yeah. man. You got to make <laughs> so these moves. Um, okay. And then Baker and Keenum, positive. So they have Nick Mullen starting. Wow. Jarvis Landry is also positive. So I don't know who's going to throw, <laughs> going who's going to be throwing the ball to who, but uh, we'll figure it out slowly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Odell was negative this morning. So uh, I think if he gets another negative tomorrow, yeah. uh, which he should. Way to, um, be, way to beat the trend, Odell. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, right? <laughs> Uh, and then Heineke, also positive for the Washington football team. Elijah Moore, we knew he was positive last couple of days. No, actually, he Mitchell? was injured. Mitchell? No, Elijah Moore. Oh, Elijah Moore. He was right. injured. Yeah. He was supposed to come back for the last two days, and I was like, pick him up, pick him up. Yep. But he's positive now. <laughs> and then last person on this list, also doesn't matter, Andy Dalton's positive. I'm just mentioning this name because he could make Justin Fields positive yeah. at game time. So yeah. that would be crazy. That'd who, be good. Third who string? Free win. Third string? I don't uh, know. Nick, Nick Foles? That's their third string right now? I want yeah, to say. It yes. is. God, they got a deep freaking veteran bench there. They do. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's the COVID list that's pertinent at the moment. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a whole new world. Um, shout out to Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> By Sunday. So, okay, that's that's enough of the COVID stuff. Uh, you guys have any questions or anything about the COVID stuff? No, I mean, it's going to be tough to kind of just high level gauge who's vaccinated, who's not. So what the timeline for each player is going to be. But play it safe at this point, right? This is Friday. These are the playoffs. Playoffs are on Sunday, Mm -hmm. right? So um, there's games going to be on Tuesday, but you're not going to have a lot of flexibility for Tuesday if you have guys that are on the fence. So um, in the playoffs, I mean... Yeah, you got to be the ones, but at the same time, you have to try to be smart. So um, yeah, if you have like two players that are averaging around the same amount of points, mm-hmm. one plays on Sunday, one's playing on Tuesday. Start that Sunday guy. Yeah, you know, even if the scores the, the Tuesday guy scores a bunch of points, don't beat yourself up because that was a smart move. Yeah. yeah. So I this whole season I've been having uh, Madison as my handcuff to Dalvin Cook. Madison has COVID. He's unvaccinated out yeah. for ten days. Yeah. I had I dropped him. I I because I have 100%. Williams. Um, also, who has COVID? He's out. Right. He's going to get my IR designation. And I picked up AJ Green because Hopkins is out. So yeah. it's like things yeah. like this that moves that I've had to make yeah. because of COVID. Yeah, so exactly. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. Um, okay, so that's enough COVID for one day. Um, so Aaron Jones is cleared for Week 15. Uh, I think both running backs are startable at this moment at this point because they like using the hell out of their running backs. Yep. Um, he he did not practice yesterday, but he's cleared as of today, which is weird. But that's what's happening. Saquon's back at practice. Uh, this morning uh, Bengals Burrow is good to go he got the clear to start so I know there's a lot of people worried about that stuff he's not on the final injury report Josh Allen's a full go he was limited all week long but today he went full uh, and then Fournette is also going full <laughs> or he went full everyone's um, a full send yep full send complete send uh, Damian Harris is out with a hamstring so Ramondre Stevenson season 
All right. Stevenson season. Let's do it. Um, Lead me to victory. And then Kingsbury expects both Connor and Edmonds to play versus the Lions. So y- this is another one of those situations where you could probably play both, and then they'd probably both do fine. Um, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard will also both play. Uh, every single Eagle is full practice. So Eagles have no injuries as of this moment. Um, DJ Moore is questionable. I don't know. Like we've been talking about DJ Moore all season long. Yeah. Like it's the early on, end of the season. Like I want to trade for this guy. I want to trade for this guy. And then Cam Newton comes in and just ruins the whole offense. So um, I hey, don't know if he's startable. Just a heads up. I just pulled up the uh, Instagram live, and it because it's this way. Mine shows it like sideways. <laughs> is that what oh. your show shows? Well, I mean, they can just turn the phone sideways. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I guess. You know. Sure, little hole. It. Just move it sideways. No, I think it's good. Yeah. 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 You think it's good? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because all, right. all they have to do is just. If it's yeah. not good, but unless they're watching it on know. like a computer, right? Okay. Is yeah. there anybody on there? Who's yeah. yeah? There's one person joined. Yeah, is that one person? Who's that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got some friends all the way from Colorado. Nice. Let's go! It's pretty Hell dope. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I forgot where I was. ODJ Moore, questionable. If you have other players to start, start them. Just you know, don't don't fall under the name thing here. We got three weeks of football left. You got to be smart. Terry McLaren's questionable as well. I don't think he's gonna play. Looking yeah. like. It was just he was practicing with non-contact stuff all week long. It's really, really doubtful to imagine that he would just be like ready to go for everything. Yeah. Even if he plays, he's going to be limited. So stay away from that one. Um, and then uh, Thielen is doubtful. He hasn't been designated out. So it's really messing with my roster spot editing right now. Uh, I just need him to be out so we can just be forgetting about this. Um, but he's doubtful. Um, Daniel Jones is ruled out with that neck injury. So... You know, and they have to play the Cowboys. So yep. Glennon's going to be throwing against the Cowboys. Good luck with that one. Um, Elijah Mitchell, per ESPN, they were kind of confident as of this morning that he's going to play, but he's not going to play. So yeah. don't, don't, just wait until the next update. Don't put him in your lineup. He's not going to play. They, I actually got an update when I was leaving work that he's out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's out. Okay, as, as of this morning, yeah, he wasn't going to play. Okay, uh, Lamar Jackson, questionable, didn't practice for three days in a row. It's against the Packers. They don't want to put a hobbled. Lamar against the Packers. They want somebody that can do it all. So I have very, 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 very doubtful that Lamar Jackson is probably going to play this game. So I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, Javante Williams at practice, but he's questionable. But I also got a notification that there are no limitations on him for this upcoming game. Uh, and the Melvin Gordon is also questionable, but he's been playing through questionable uh, designation all season long. Uh, James Robinson, no injury designation today. And Carlos Hyde is out. Yeah. And the guy ruining his season is out. Urban Meyer. <laughs> Let's Urban go. Meyer's. So James Robinson should be going <laughs> off. Should be going off. He's been freed. Yeah, yeah completely yeah. freed. Thank yeah. you. Um, Zach Ertz has a hamstring injury and he's questionable. So on this, if you're listening, I don't know if you knew that one. You might want to put Pitts back up on the uh, starting lineup. Uh, Marquise Brown is limited. That's important just because you got to play the Packers and you got to throw the ball. So I don't know what's going to happen there. We've got three more people to talk about and then we're done with this crap. Tony Pollard is questionable, and there's no Tyron Smith this week. He's actually ruled out. So uh, that's the, that's their only hope against the Giants. Like that's that's the Giants' one bright sport, uh, point is that they might not be running the ball as well as they have been. Um, MVS has a back injury as of this morning. He's questionable against the Ravens. So Lazard pickup looking more and more uh, clear. And then Emmanuel Sanders is doubtful. Doesn't matter. They're using Davis now as the third guy. Anyways, so that is the injury report as of today. Stay tuned on our Twitter page for the more recent updates all the way up until game time on Saturday. Yep. At only playbook. Again, at only playbook um, on Twitter. Yeah. Up to the minute. Da- uh, stats, updates, 
turn on your notifications because there's going to be COVID happening tonight, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, and tomorrow evening. I can almost guarantee it. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there was a game last night. Yep. We had to record the game, turn <laughs> off all of our shit, <laughs> and go watch Spider-Man. We watched the premiere of Spider-Man, and then I went home, you went home, yeah. you went home. Uh, I watched the game. I watched the whole game. Yeah. You watched the whole game? Yeah. Did you watch the game? Yeah. And yeah, but it's nice when you amazing. can fast forward through commercials. Yeah, it's, yeah, I watched it in like an hour and yep. fifteen minutes. Yep. I mean, I even like fast forwarded some of the oh in between stuff and like yeah. So I got through in like forty five minutes. It was yep. insane. Um, but holy shit, I'm so glad we recorded it and not like watch just highlights or anything later because what a fucking yeah. game. That was crazy. What a game. Travis the Chiefs. Kelsey man just killed it at the end. Yeah. The touchdown yeah. to take it overtime and the touchdown to seal it and yeah. like in classic kelsey yeah fashion. classic just weaving and maneuvering slippery yeah the chiefs i mean they were in la taking on the chargers here big game chiefs came in at uh nine and four chargers were eight and five chiefs win this one 34 28 final it goes into overtime chiefs were favored by three so they cover that spread mm-hmm. in overtime and the over hits i know i think you mentioned the yeah. over again and that mm-hmm. hits again so uh big high scoring game a lot of the scoring a lot of the action came late in the game yeah um and the Chargers felt like they were controlling most of this game. Yeah, right. Like they, the Chargers had plenty of chances to extend leads. Yeah. You know. You know. Uh, extend drives. Um, come back and win. And every time they had a pivotal moment, like I felt. Yeah, like they, they went didn't forward come on fourth down four times, and they succeeded one out of those four times. And some of those times were easy field goal times. And yep. I feel like that's why they, this game even went to overtime in the first place. But uh, post game interview, he was like, "I'm doing this ten out of ten times." He's like, "I'd rather you know get two points on the board uh, multiple times, and that could add up to a touchdown, mm-hmm. versus just these extra points that sometimes may not even go in, right?" Yeah. So, so they were like, "I'm I'm gonna follow the analytics, and uh, we're gonna go for it as much as we can." So, you know, I, I am not a fan of that. Uh, yeah, there were times fourth da- on fourth down that they went for in the red zone. Yeah. And the first time, it was the first possession of the drive. Kind of makes sense. Okay, you you're, it scores 0-0. Zero, zero, fine. You know, you go for it yeah. to get the six points. But the second time came in uh, the end of the second quarter where there's like three seconds remaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get the points. You The Chiefs get the ball back. Yeah. You don't even get the ball back. So it's not like you can make that drive again. So I'm thinking like these analytics go based off of past uh performances and like how many how much stats do we real stat do we really have of like teams going for a fourth down i think this year is really going to solidify whether or not like this is actually a good model or not yeah go ahead no i'm just gonna say it's just all situational stuff for me like the word analytics doesn't mean anything to me right Mm -hmm. it's just it's what's most likely to happen and what are the consequences of you doing this so for me as somebody that trusts in defense i'm a very defensive-minded person like I trust to get these points, these quick points that I can just have. Right. And then yeah. trust my defense to not let the other team score points. Right. Like that's how I view it. So I, I take the points almost every time. Unless unless I'm down and like, you know, like things are looking a little rough and there's not yeah. much time left and whatnot, then I'll go for it. But I'm not a big proponent of just going for it all the time. It, it's funny that you bring that up because on the first drive, they were at the 99-yard line, the Chiefs were, after the turnover downs from the Chargers, and they went for it and got the touchdown. Right. Touchdown. So, like, Chargers defense, we know their defense is not good, and, like, the fact that they went for it, they don't have a solid defense, they don't get the points, that kind of is, like, the reason of wh- why I think they lost the game because they just didn't capitalize on the scoring opportunities there. Yeah, I think analytics, the, the thing with analytics is it takes the human element out of it, it takes the emotions out of it, it takes, like, recognizing the way the game is going from, like, momentum, game flow, right? You're just going based off of 
this stat tells you that from this percentage, you have a better like you have more chances of scoring right. that ultimately leads you to a better outcome. Right. So it's literally straight numbers driven. There's again, no aspect of like, yeah, yeah we're, we currently don't have momentum guys, or we're currently riding a little bit of momentum. You know, let's take the points. There's none of that. Right. It's just yes or no based on these numbers. And mm -hmm. so I think that's the biggest yeah. thing is it takes the emotion out of it. And a lot of times you need that. Like you need to understand where your team is at, what, what time in the game it is, like how yeah. much momentum they're no, building. They're not getting the ball. Think about it like this, right? Let's say a running back who's been all game long, he's been running down the right side and he sees that the defensive end is a little slow on the step, mm -hmm. right? And he can voice that to his quarterback and be like, hey, it's fourth and one. This defensive end is like coming off the end really slow. I can easily get this one yard. You don't have that with analytics, mm -hmm. right? If you're just going by the number-driven yep. numbers and you're like, you don't consider those things, nope. those little intangibles yeah. that, that, that the human aspect. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's good it's and it's bad at the end of the day. You're only gonna you're gonna get shit on if it doesn't work, and you're gonna get praised if it works. It's right. like it's like anything else. Like you you can bring it in and adapt it in a way that like you get the best of both, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's certain times where analytics makes sense, and there's some certain times where the coach, as the leader, needs to be like, you know what, fuck analytics here. Like let's do what I think is right. Um, but being like 100% analytics, like the Chargers seem to be doing, yeah. versus being like 100% anti-analytics, like Mike Zimmer or something, like that's too far, yeah. and like too much of any spec end of the spectrum in any aspect yeah. of the world and anything right now has led us to believe that that's not the right way to go. No, so, no. I mean, for for me, it's like fourth and one, 50 yard line, you go for it. Yeah. Fourth and one on the, at the red zone. Line. Twenty like you know those you have to take kind of pick your points. battles and you got to take the points yeah. at, at that point. It's, it's tough. I I I'm, I don't know why. I think one like one yard line. If you're a big offense and you're probably gonna try to go for that, yeah. but yeah, like fourth and two, fourth and three, right? Uh, it says low battery. Fourth and three and stuff like that. Um, that's gonna be an issue. Like I don't. Where's the line for the Chargers? Is kind of what I'm wondering with right. Brandon Staley. Like. Yeah. It was fourth and two twice, like inside the five, right. and they went for it. Both times didn't get it. And they tried to pass it. Yeah, both times tried to pass it. Both times didn't get it, right? So if it was fourth and three, would they still go for it? Four, would they still go for it? So that's what I'm trying to understand. And like, where does the analytics stop? And it's like, okay, this is too far. Let's yeah. take the points. But yeah, the geeks lost yesterday. Yeah, the geeks lost. <laughs> Nerds, you lost. Um, but I mean, dude, nonetheless, exciting game. Yeah, Kelsey sure. Hill. Fantasy owners, you had both of them in multiple leagues. I've been waiting rejoice. for this moment. Rejoice, dude! I rejoice so hard. Yeah, I rejoice harder than I've rejoiced <laughs> all week long on a Thursday. Yeah. Like it's just, and I'm playing against like the highest scoring guy in our league, yeah. and he has like the best defensive players, the IDP league, right? So I was predicted to lose by a lot, and then as a six seed, just crawling my way up, and Kelsey and Hill coming through, like I couldn't. Have, but he has Jonathan Taylor, so uh, I have to kind of like temper my expectations uh, a little bit. Yeah, man. I, for me, it's like seeing Hill like come across the middle of the field and catch it, and just like outrun any, every single defender. Like yeah. it's a cheat code. Dude, it's, he's it's just so not fair, quick, bro. There's like a one yard catch. He like found a way to get nine yards. Exactly. I was like, what? The thing. Okay, so like I only played football through like eighth grade, but like one thing I always took away when you're playing defense is like they always tell you to like attack the defender, right? Never wait because they're always in like go mode and yeah. you're waiting. That's the thing with Tyreek Hill. He makes every defender have to wait yeah. because one false move, even an increment the wrong way and he's literally gone. Wow. Like he's so scary. But yeah, I mean that that's the Tyreek Hill weapon, weapon and they used it to perfection. There wasn't a ton of deep throws yesterday. Mahomes no. was basically yeah. taking the dink and dunks was. but hill and kelsey were literally just feasting absolutely feasting so um exciting game chiefs take care of business chiefs have to play the steelers next week um tough test for pittsburgh and the chargers do get a bounce back action opportunity at houston to take on the texans so um that was thursday night we talked about it earlier this week already had set up uh saturday games it was the first weekend mm -hmm. where we were gonna have saturday games yeah Adisu Adisu was talking about how the nerds did lose yesterday so uh, there's there's a big difference between nerds and geeks by the way yeah i don't know if people know this yeah but um 
nerds are actually intelligent, right? Yeah. You don't have to be They're intelligent. They're also candy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which I'm not having any more of. But um, yeah, nerds, there's a, there's a sense of intelligence with nerds. Yeah. But if you're a geek, you don't really have to be smart. Like you could be a Star Wars geek. Yeah. That's the proper term. It's not Star Wars nerd. Yeah. Just uh, thought I'd throw that yeah. out there. It's good to know. But geeks can also be smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's but there's a there's a predisposition to be smart if you're a nerd. Ah, that's fair. Daily, Anyways. Daily facts. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So we just talked about it. This was the first weekend where they already had pre-slated Saturday games. You talked about it earlier, Shisho, because of COVID, teams getting decimated. Uh, we have one game left on Saturday when initially we had three, I believe. Yeah. And so only one game We're left two. on Saturday. Two. two. Was it two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One game left on Saturday now. The Saturday game is actually going to be the Patriots. They're traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Big matchup here for the Colts for seven and six at home. They are favored by two and a half. That's insane. That's, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. There's, um, yeah. There's a lot of lines this week that before, like, I haven't assessed the COVID situation to the T yet. Sure. So I think that's playing a lot into a lot of these lines because I think you'll see it as a trend when we go through these games. A lot of these lines don't make sense. Vegas no. knows something, 100%. But somehow the Colts are favored at home by 2.5, over under 45.5. Patriots are the number one seed in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. And the Colts are 7-6. and six. They're, they're, what, sixth seed in the uh, playoffs standing. So um, what are you guys seeing here? Because the Colts are really good at the one thing that – or the Patriots are really good at the one thing that the Colts do best, and that's run the ball, and that's yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. it's They're very similar teams. They both have – you know, Patriots have a much stronger defense, and they have the Bill Belichick factor. But the Colts, like Carson Wentz, is better than my uh, Matt, Matt Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, like he's better. He can do a lot more. Mac Jones is, you know, we we make fun of these kind of quarterbacks all the time because they're system quarterbacks. But Mac Jones is fitting into that system perfectly. Whereas Carson Wentz doesn't mind making those mistakes that are not held back. Uh, because he's not a system system quarterback per se. Like he's allowed to make mistakes, and that's why he throws those stupid interceptions in the goal line. Mm-hmm. That's why he does all those weird stuff. But that's also why he finds he finds ways to like make plays. You know, you don't really see Mac Jones making plays. Yep. He just makes like the smart throw all the time. Yep. Versus Carson Wentz has that factor. So if they're not running the ball well, you can always rely on Carson Wentz uh, to uh, make those type of plays. And here's another fun fact about Wentz: uh, he's eight and one in his career as a starter versus rookie quarterbacks. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean too much, but eight and one is a pretty significant number. And I don't think you can really overlook that. Yeah. So I'm sure Belichick is looking at at this and saying, I've got to stop the run. Yeah. And Carson Wentz has to prove to me that he can actually win this team. And, and that's, that's why I look at this line. I'm like, I don't think Carson Wentz could do that. I think that the, uh, Patriots have a good defense, yeah. a rush defense, and a pass defense. However, the one thing that's not really going for them in their rush defense, um, the last three games they have allowed 136 yards. So if Jonathan Taylor can break out and have a, pr- a great game, I see that's the recipe for the uh, Colts to win. If not, then I, I, I'm going to say Patriots win this game. Yeah, No, I, I just don't see how the Colts can deviate away from what's working Mm -hmm. so jonathan taylor he's he counts for 35.2 percent of the colts scrimmage yards right that's the highest among any team like nobody has more than 30 percent. he's at 35.2 percent of the team's yards so he's going to be a big factor whether it's through the air or it's through the ground and Mm -hmm. you know people trust the colts to run the ball right like there's one team that has run the ball perfectly all year it's the Colts so I still I still think they're going to try to play bully ball here and still enforce the run game and we're going to see what Bill Belichick can do and right. if they find ways to adjust to that I think Carson Wentz can make those throws I like it's, it's a little weird but it's and probably one of the weirdest takes of the week but I, I'm taking the Colts to win this game yeah my, the, the, the factor is going to be Carson Wentz because again 
the Patriots know what the Colts are good at. Jonathan Taylor's having a historic season. No, everybody knows what the Colts are good at and what's what's been working for them. And the Patriots literally run an identical offense, so they probably have a good idea of how to stop it, right? Carson Wentz, um, you're right in a sense that he's different from Mac Jones because he likes to extend plays. He can do things Mac Jones can't. We talked about Carson Wentz a lot of times when you like compare him to like the Russell Wilsons or like the Aaron Rodgers or even Patty Mahomes, any of those guys. Ben Roethlisberger. That, yeah, sure, sure. On in his heyday, back in his heyday, um, extending plays using their legs. But Carson Wentz often fell privy to like the bad things, like more bad. Like he was leading the league in fumbles and shit like that. You know, when yeah. he's extending, he's getting strip sacked. Yeah. So he has been prone to turning the ball over more, which is. The only thing for me against a Patriots defense that likes to yeah. feast on turnovers, no, right? Sure, Protect sure. the football. If you are able to run effectively like the Patriots defense has been allowing the last three weeks teams to do, then yeah, hopefully Wentz's throwing can just be a compliment to it. But I see the Patriots literally stacking like eight, nine in the box every play. So it's going to have to be Carson Wentz. The right. one good thing is they're at home, they're inside. So weather, things like that are not going to be an issue. Uh, they're in their element. So uh, let's see. But Vegas does always know some shit. So the line definitely jumps out to us all on paper because it is not what any of us would expect. You would expect the Patriots to be favored. So. I almost think that it's like it's an even matchup and because the Colts are home. Home, home uh, field's usually three, three right? Yeah. So in a neutral field, they have the Patriots favored by a half, essentially. But uh, it's going to be a great game. Again, an extra, a day earlier that we get NFL football, right? So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully more people understand that and realize that and set their lineups not thinking that Saturday uh, is a day where you can coast until Sunday morning. Um that takes us to the games on Sunday. We have games on Sunday, we have games on Monday, and we have games on Tuesday this week. So a uh, four-day span where it's just consecutive football. Yep. First game on Sunday, the Panthers are traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills have been on a downward trend at 7-6, and six, needing to bounce back. They're still favored by 12 points at home against the Carolina Panthers, who come in at 5-8, and eight, over under 44.5. Bills have to get right, guys. Bills need to get right. Carolina's good opportunity. I wouldn't say it's the most ideal opportunity because their defense can still show up at times. Uh, but the Bills need to win this. Yeah, there's there's only one thing that the Panthers have to do to beat the Bills, and that's stop the aerial attack, right? Because you know the Bills can't run the ball. Um, so that the, the one thing that benefits the Panthers here is that the Panthers have allowed the fewest passing yards per game in the NFL this season. They're, they allow, on average, 177 yards a game. Bills can't win the game throwing the ball, throwing it for 177 yards. Yeah. So I expect the Bills to kind of overpower that stat because uh, we saw some weaknesses from the Panther last week. You know, we hyped them up so much last week, and then they just proved to just kind of like, you know, be mediocre. Yeah. Uh, and if there's ever a game for the Bills to kind of get back to normal Bills games, um, it's against a random NFC East opponent or NFC opponent. And um, kind of just dismantle them while they're down. So Panthers at five and eight, and you know Bills hungry for a win at seven and six. I, I'm favoring the Bills here on this one. Yeah, hundred percent Bills on this one. The only thing is, if Josh Allen doesn't play, Mitch Trubisky comes in, kind of makes B- this. Buff- he's gonna play. He's oh, Josh Allen yeah. is gonna play. Yeah. I think last time I saw it, it was probable, but um, yeah, if he plays, I mean, I don't, I don't see any way that the um, Carolina Panthers even keep up on offense of what the Buffalo Bills can do. I mean, whether it be Cam Newton. P.J. Walker, I don't care who's... Uh, They're doing like a weird dual quarterback thing, which it's just like when you have two guys who are really good at something, it makes sense, but you have two guys that aren't yeah. really good at anything. Right. <laughs> I, so what, what I heard last week why they did that was because Cam Newton doesn't have the two-minute playbook down. 
Wow. Uh, so it's a For whole the first time. Yeah. So, so all season. So they're so all the two minute uh, moments, like the end of the first half and yeah. then the f- fourth quarter. They brought in PJ Walker for that. I see. Somebody finally doesn't know the playbook. Yeah, we hit that one. We finally. make that. We we made that come <laughs> to fruition. <laughs> we spoke that into existence. We did. We did. Yeah, and I don't think he's even like good enough yeah, anymore exactly. to make those throws. And it, whether in playbook or not playbook, Cam Newton, if he's not doing it with his legs, he's not doing it doing it with his arms. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it, he's just they're gonna have a tough time trying to beat the Bills. Yeah, this and week. the Bills are coming off of like they've lost four of the last six games yeah right so they're not they're not very happy and the panthers all they've beaten is like one team with a winning record this year so yeah this isn't this isn't a very close matchup for me yeah cam's struggling to learn that playbook he should just come join us and learn the only <laughs> playbook <laughs> nice um the bills should take care of business 12 points seems like a lot but buffalo needs to be hungry for a win i say needs because they played like that that comeback against uh, the Buccaneers impressed me, right? So it's finally like, holy shit, this team has life because they'd been playing so bad. The games before that, you're almost like, holy shit, what happened to the moxie that this team had? Josh Allen, big fucking fired up guy for the most part, and it seemed like the last three or four weeks this team had lost their identity and right. just been demoralized. So uh, even though they lost against the Bucs, it was actually encouraging to see them fight back after they could have just fucking rolled over. So um, this needs to be a game that they build those build on that momentum yeah, and just win. Absolutely. Um, just a matchup to watch out for the Stefans going against each other. Yeah. So we got Gilmore and Diggs. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Advantage one's one's going to, one's going to solidify their role over the others so. as the only Stefan make the other guy change his first name. Wow. To Steven, <laughs> <laughs> Steven Diggs, <laughs> Steven Gilmore, Stefan, 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 dude. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's a big matchup because Buffalo does have other weapons, but Diggs is their go-to guy and Gilmore is a shutdown corner. So, yeah. uh, Buffalo, I mean, if the Panthers want to pull out an upset, it's going to have to start with their defense and, um, we'll see. Cardinals are the next game on the board. They have it easy this week. They are playing in Detroit. They are just going there. They're going to get a free victory, just showing up and going through the motions. It'll be like another practice for them. Uh, Detroit's coming in at 111-1. Cardinals are favored by 12.5, over under 47.5. I am a firm believer that if you could take a bet that the Lions won't win any more games this season, I would take that bet. Damn. They just have no reason to and they're just not talented enough. So, like, the once hungry need to get one victory under the belt is completely gone. Yeah. And at this point, they just they don't have anything to play for. No. They just don't have the talent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see any way they can beat it. And Cardinals, um, they're, they're the team. They're probably the best, one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, it's it's going to be very difficult for the Lions to beat them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I always try to find out ways how the underdog could win. Yeah. And I couldn't find one for this yeah. one. And but um, the Lions did beat the Vikings. And the Vikings almost beat the Cardinals. So <laughs> using the transitive property, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There yeah. is chance. The biggest thing to get from this game is that uh, Hopkins is out. Yeah. So, but Hopkins doesn't even matter at this point. Do they even right. need Hopkins? Right. But I mean, AJ Green. Do yeah. you start AJ Green? Yeah, now? I, I would if right. I if I was wondering if I'm starting somebody in my flex. Yeah. This but, is an opportunity to start AJ Green. This is an opportunity to start Edmonds. Start Connor. Start pretty much everybody. You could probably start Kirk. The only reason not to start receivers, you would, I think, yeah, you would start goes both out running hand. backs. Yeah, but if the game goes out of hand, who gets the carries? Is they bench Connor and the Edmonds gets those carries? I believe or is so. it the third guy gets third the guy. Carry? Third guy. Third guy. If, if the game goes out of hand, like at, at halftime, yeah. it's like a twenty-one point deficit. Yeah. Yeah. Third guy. Third guy. Third guy. They need to heal up Connor. Yeah. They're, this is the this is a team that believes in healing. Yeah. This is the get right week. Yeah. Like let's no. play this. This they probably we wished like all their starters had COVID so they could just all rest and then they could play and their just, backups and, get and still the, beat the Lions and get all the immune. Globulins ready in yeah. your body for yeah. the future yeah. COVID. The green goblins. There's still the there's still goblins. that bye week that they're trying to get. They're trying to beat the uh, Packers as far yeah. as yeah. the number one. Cardinals seed, still so have something to play for. They still have something yeah. to play for. So I don't think that they'll they'll be ready to do that. But yeah. they are 
um, you know, resting yeah, Hopkins. Only to Dude. say that they could literally start their entire backup team and still beat the Lions. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. That, that, that could happen. Because <laughs> the Lions aren't fully healthy either. Yeah. They have no Swift. They have no Jamal Williams this week. <laughs> yeah. Like Iwabuke. 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 Might not even Reynolds. be Iwabuke. Reynolds is the guy. Reynolds. Nobody knows. So stay the hell away <laughs> yeah. from this team. Yeah. Uh, so it should be a pretty lopsided matchup there. I actually think 12 and a half is almost like too nice of a spread. I, th- I, th- I know the Lions have been playing close games, but I'm taking the Cardinals 12 and a half here. Yeah, I think I'd be with you on that one. Yeah. Yep. Dolphins at home next game. They're riding high. Winners of four or five in a row, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home against the Jets, who come into town at three and ten. The biggest spread I've seen the Dolphins favored by all year. Nine and a half points against the Jets. Over under 41. I know the Dolphins are going to be without Jalen Waddle, COVID list. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gaskin is back. Yep. Gaskin is back. Devontae Parker is going to be playing. Yep. Okay. No Waddle. Yeah. Yep. So Parker and Gaskin are, are two. If there's two one game for them to have their best game right. of the season, right? It's this one. Gasecki, maybe. I mean, Gets he should. He, he should. hasn't. He hasn't been in the end zone in a really long doesn't time. Doesn't make sense. He's there throwing the ball. Yeah, he makes some weird catches. Do they not watch his highlights? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, but the uh, Jets allow one of the most rushing yards in the NFL, right? Uh, which is another reason for for Gaskin and uh, um, the Dolphins also blitz the most yes. one of, uh, out of everyone in the NFL. Yeah. So um, dump off to Carter, dump off to Carter. Yeah. that's all I'm envisioning right yeah. now. Blitz, dump off around the side, sixty yard run. Yeah, touchdown. Poor, poor Zach Wilson. Both leagues. Yeah, poor Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the Dol- again, this is a classic matchup where the only thing that is like not relevant is the fact there could ch- come into play is the fact that they're a divisional opponent. So right. the jets always, it's always going to be played differently whether you like to believe it or not, but the dolphins have something to play for The jets don't right. right. The jets are, yeah, they're getting a, a running back back, but at, in the grand scheme of things, there's really no significance there. Their defense continues to be really, really bad. So the dolphins who have continued to trend in the right direction, make enough plays, not turn the ball over right. to a efficient, you know, not a lot of yards per throw, but uh, enough, enough yards per throw and does the job so uh i mean if the dolphins want to stay alive in the wild card they have to win yeah and i think they will uh this might be a play for a teaser uh six point teaser yeah uh we're at we're looking at nine and a half bring it back down to three and a half three and a half is a tough spot if it was a little bit lower you yeah you're always like when you're nine. when you're teasing you're always trying to get under big like what are they called important numbers right. key, numbers, key numbers seven and three, three yeah uh ten uh so I don't know that if it, you could find a three-team teaser this yeah. week and bring it down ten points, oh, this yeah. is definitely one. Get the Dolphins as a pick'em, yeah, or even a yeah half. You could you dog. could do you could do the Dolphins, you could do the Cardinals, mm-hmm. um, and damn, even the Bills maybe. There's options. There's options on the board for teasing this yeah, week uh, because Vegas is teasing us with these lines that don't make sense. Right. Uh, Dallas is the next game on the board. They're traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Cowboys come in at nine and four, top that NFC East. Giants at the bottom of the NFC East at four and nine. Cowboys on the road, favored by ten and a half points, over under forty four and a half. Um, I got to be honest, the Cowboys' offense the last couple weeks has not impressed me. Uh, Dax looked a little off since yep, he yeah. since he's come back. Um, it's just not flowing the way it was when they were riding high early in the season. Uh, defense has still been there though; uh, they're still opportunistic. Their line and pass rush is insane, insane. It's actually insane because Randy Gregory is a starting defensive end on pretty much every NFL team. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence could be a starting defensive end on any team, and then. They they just threw Micah Parsons in there as a, as another edge rushing end. And so now you have three guys that are equivalent to like starting defensive ends that play at a high level. Uh, Micah Parsons playing like a defensive player of the year. So that pass rush is literally fixing the blemishes in their defense, which was their secondary. And right now, like I cannot think of a better pass rush in the NFL. 
Yeah, it's crazy that like in the beginning of the year we knew that the Dallas offense was the key to uh, them winning, but now it's sort of transitioned to their defense. And you're right, uh, they are they're in a slump. Even Jerry Jones is saying that uh, Dak Prescott is in a slump. He has uh, eight touchdowns and six interceptions in the I think the last uh, six games. Um, so not not very des- Dak Prescott. Yeah, if yeah. You no, would no, say. you're not getting what you signed up for. Exactly, Dak. But the Cowboys have allowed 20 points or fewer in each of their last four road games. Mm-hmm. So he's allowed to play that bad. You know, there's not many teams like mine that can play that bad from the quarterback position and still win games. But there's teams out there like the the Cowboys. Even Kyler Murray played pretty trash-like. He lost that game. But, you know, there's teams that can stay in the game with these, like, with average to mediocre quarterback play. And the Cowboys are benefactors of being one of those teams. Um, Their defense has really, really stepped up. They're 7-1 and against NFC teams uh, this season. And um, the Giants have lost eight of their last nine games against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So, and the Giants, you know, like we don't want to believe in tanking, but they're contenders. They're contenders for getting really good picks. Yeah. So all of that being talked about, all that points towards Cowboys winning this handsomely, yeah. right? You know, we talked about analytics in the beginning of the podcast. Um, Giants are one of those teams that like shy away from it the most. So if they're in a 50-yard line, and instead of going for it on fourth and They'll two, punt it. they're gonna punt it. Oh, that's God. that's the kind of a Why? Joe Judge, and that's that's his yeah. I guess his philosophy. I, I mean, think. at four and nine, they should be like, you know what? Let's start taking some chances. But yeah, you know, people just stick true to their guns. I guess yeah. you never adapt, never adapt. Um, Cowboys, yeah, should win this easily. Again, there's no reason they shouldn't. The only reason why is these teams historically sometimes play weird games. They're in the same division. It's on the road, and the offense hasn't been great. We know the defense can be leaky, so is there a world where maybe the pass rush isn't getting there at the level that they have the last four weeks, and it gives the Giants an opportunity? Although... No Daniel Jones, probably. It's freaking Mike Glennon. <laughs> Glennon. Like, what, are, you, like, what are we hoping for? They're missing for? a lot of players yeah. on the offensive side because of COVID. They're one of the teams that have been hit on the more side than the least side. So there's a lot of players. Yeah. A lot of important players are going to be out this game. There's no Tony. Not that he was ever there. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is just a, not a good recipe. Like, I, I would not bet the Giants to win this game. Yeah. Ever. Another three-team teaser option here. Dallas, 10 and a half. Yep. Get them down to a pick them. So. Just got to have them win. Yeah, just got to have them win. I'm going to skip the next one on this one because we now have confirmation that it is moved to Tuesday. Uh, but the Titans are the next game on the board on Sunday. They are traveling to Pittsburgh to take on your Steelers. Show of it. 6-6-1. Six, six, the Steelers are here at um, the Titans come in at 9-4. and four. This game is actually a pick them. This might be the first time I typed out pick them all year. So I think this is the first pick them game. Uh, over under 43. Why is this game a pick them? Weird line. Yeah, it started with um, Titans favored mm-hmm. at one and a half, and then slowly move into Steelers because I mean, at this point, it's like do or die. I mean, you want to get into the playoffs, the Steelers have to win. Um, we have T.J. Watt that's gonna play right, and Alex Highsmith that's gonna play on on the on each side of the edge rushers. So if we can find a way to blitz and get to Tannehill and hurry him. Um, there's a there's a key number here. Uh, so Tannehill has been sacked the most, 37 times mm-hmm. this year, right? Uh, and the key number is 16. Okay, when we generate 16 or more pressures, the Steelers are three and zero. When the Titans are pressured 16 or more times, they're zero and three. Wow, what a great number! So we need to make sure that we pressure Tannehill, and then obviously stop the running game. Figure out a way to. Uh, the the Titans do like to run the ball up the middle of the field. So if Cam Hayward does came Hayward things. We got TJ Watt there. I think the run, it, it, we can stop uh, this team's run run offense for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening, unfortunately, because 
no matter who's the running back for the Titans, the philosophy is the same. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to run 40 times no matter what happens. Like that's just what they'll do. And just looking at, you know, the Steelers have allowed 24.8 points per game. That's the most they've allowed since 1988. Like this is this is the worst Steelers defense we have seen in our lifetime. Yep. So 100%. That combined with a team that's 9 and 4, they're doing things right and they're not shying away from the run, which is the Steelers' weakness. I think this is a big Foreman game. I don't. I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to stop them. Honestly, I, I really don't. And um, I, I want to. I want to see the Steelers' offense like take some dominating starts because I haven't seen that at all this year. Mm -hmm. Like they're always crawling from behind or keeping things close. When you tie with the Lions, like you lose a lot of faith in mm -hmm. the team, right? So like, I want to see the Steelers up 14-0 in the first quarter because I haven't seen one of those games this yeah. year. And I think that way you can eliminate the run for, for the Titans and then you have a higher chance of winning. But if the Titans take the game early and they keep running, like it doesn't matter if it's Foreman, it doesn't matter if it's Hilliard, they're going to be running all over. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the in the position of I'm not worried about the Steelers' offense this game. I think the offense can definitely score points. Okay. Uh, we've, got, we've got the personnel you know to score points we've seen what ben roethlisberger has done this year in the second half of the season not throwing not giving the ball away um limiting turnovers and we have Najee Harris. so I, i'm not worried about the offense it's it's the defense and you're right we got to stop the run and if we can do that we have a legitimate chance of beating the yeah. the nine and four titans yeah. yeah the nine and four titans again the record is a little bit deceiving just because they've been decimated recently in their early season success derrick henry aj brown's been decimated um so it's a little bit different but the, the, yeah, I mean, from what we saw from Pittsburgh last week, I'm really, really praying that they made an, an enormous adjustment from the run defense because yeah. they cannot afford... I don't care if it's fucking 45-year-old like Frank Gore back there. I don't care who's back there. Anybody could have ran through those lanes that Dalvin Cook ran through because those lanes were insane, right. just absolutely insane. I've never... I like actually cannot remember a time I've seen that in the NFL. It just did not feel like an NFL game. Um, so... Obviously, you think that was a focal point all week long because that is unacceptable. You're not going to win a game that way. They've had 10 days, right? Yeah. The game was Thursday night. Uh -huh. Now this is on, on Sunday. So we've had time to prep for this run, uh, this rushing attack uh, that Vrabel's put out. But uh, so another another reason what's the, to... What's the line on this game? Pick them. Oh, all right. straight yeah. even. It's just a straight pick them. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, we will see. Next game on the board is the Toilet Bowl of the season so far. 2-11, uh, 2-11. The Texans are at the Jaguars. The craziest thing about this is the fact that the line has shifted so enormously ever since Urban Meyer got fired that I am starting to wonder if Vegas actually thinks that the Jaguars' offense is decent. It was just Urban Meyer. The Jags, for the first time all year, they're favored by four and a half points. It has now moved to five, actually. I checked it like on my drive here. The Jags are favored by five at home against Houston, over under 39 and a half. In what world has the Jaguars offense give us any reason to believe that they should be five point favorites? It's I, it's the COVID. Know. It's the COVID. Texans have like eight players, I believe, seven to eight players. Some of those are starters. Like I mentioned earlier, Jacksonville has none, right? And they're gonna free their best player. So I think those are the only reasons why. It even changed a little bit, but outside of that, they're they're similar teams. They both suck. Yeah. Right. So just healthy players and releasing Robinson. I, I wonder if like having Urban Meyer, like not on your team anymore, and you're a two and eleven. Like as a team, does that build a camaraderie oh, for sure. that you have to beat another two and eleven team? Hundred yeah. percent. Like maybe that's what it is, and it's like okay, no, no, Urban Meyer, let's get this win. Let's let's show them what we really can do, and yeah, release James Robinson and. Um, run the ball against the Texans. But it's not like the Texans can't score either. I mean, they've, they've been fair. Yeah, I mean, we just talked last week about how Davis Mills has been more impressive than Trevor Lawrence, right. and now they get to face each yeah. other again. I 
Um, I just five points is a lot of points to like yeah. give the Jaguars who are so god awful. Yeah. They're just so god awful. Yeah. So um, I I don't I have no idea. I I don't really know what to expect, but I would take the points with the Texans oh, just knowing sure. that these these two teams are relatively even, and I still think the Texans are a little bit better. The Jags get the home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think the whole Urban Meyer firing, it's almost like a big burden's lift off your shoulder. When you hear about all these stories from Urban Meyer, you it's crazy. It, it just you just scratch your head. I mean, he fucking kicked his kicker. Yeah. He came over and kicked his kicker, and then he said some shit about his def- uh about uh one of his ass- assistant coaches. Like called he, him a loser. He it doesn't make sense how this guy is a leader, right? A leader. Like uh, he He's a, I don't know what is that a lead by fear? It's it's a it's a leader of the 1980s. It's like the old school leader mentality like that's what that's like the old patriarchy is gonna take yeah. over the world mentality yeah and like the, you can get away with that in college still probably because you, you're coaching kids right you should never be able to get away with kicking up a okay. person yes that never that <laughs> never get a kicker like. yeah you're kicking the kicker i don't understand that um but like yeah. you can you can you can be authoritatively dominant if that's like your thing even though i don't agree with that in college because they're a bunch of kids they're literally fighting for their livelihood right so they're gonna oblige if you're in the nfl you're talking to grown-ass adults that are making millions of dollars that literally could just be like fuck you you know i demand a trade i want i'm not playing for you like so you cannot treat people that way like and like what did he think the kicker wasn't going to come out and say that he did that like oh i I just that it just doesn't make sense he must not have been right in the head he was grinding on some random chick already like he's had he's been in the headlines too many times negatively this year for me to believe that his head was ever even in coaching football so like i don't know that could very well we could come out and see trevor lawrence all of a sudden put up 38 fucking points yeah the thing is, I don't even know what he did on that team. Yeah. I have no idea what, his, what he did. No, like, nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody liked him. Yeah. Nobody liked yeah. him. Like, no one, like, we've been hearing from like week four that there's like like uh, some things going on in the locker room. Right. And then you hear like one news after another after another. Nobody likes him. And get remove the cancer from the room. Like you're gonna yeah. have a better day. Yeah. yeah. Smart smart move on the um Jaguars. The owners yeah. And, yeah, and I I Jags. love it. I respect it. A lot of people thirteen games in the season would be like, let's wait till the end of the year. No. This is a lost year anyways. But no, this dude needed to get the fuck out of here and I'm glad they got rid of him. So um happy to see that. We'll be interesting to see. Would be pleasantly surprised and happy for the Jaguars if they somehow do come out and play a lot better. Um, but I don't know what to expect this game. It's kind of a coin toss. Uh the next game on the board, the Broncos are seven and six. They're at home again, they're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Also who come in at seven and six big big game here in the afc for some playoff seating denver is favored at home they're getting the home field advantage favorite by just three points over under 44 um this is a big game for both teams i I don't know if the broncos can play the like we we forget how good of an offense cincinnati has just because they're cincinnati right but this offense is fully capable of keeping up with any offense Mm -hmm. like they can totally do it um so the the broncos have allowed fewer than 17 points in each of their seven wins can they do that to the Bengals? I don't think so. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't think yeah. so. Like they, they have a pretty good defense, but you know, Joe Burrow's healthy. Like they've had 13, 14 weeks of practice for moments like this, playing against good defenses. I just don't think, you know, and, and the Broncos are zero and three versus AFC North this season. Like they're they're literally the worst in their own division. They can't beat people in their own division. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm gonna like I've not been a fan of the Bengals all season long. Um, but I think their offense kind of just overpowers the Broncos offense. And I don't think the Broncos offense have an answer for the Bengals this game. Yeah. I have them as the better team here for sure. I think that the, the Bengals can beat the Broncos. They need to start scoring more 
on first and second quarters and not kind of letting the game kind of go out of hand um, like they did with the last game. I, th- I don't think they had any points in the first two quarters. So fi- establish that offense, get Burrow going, um, and then – uh, their their defense isn't bad either on who's rush defense? rush defense right who's, who's the defense? Bengals run oh. defense is not is not terrible uh, as far as yards al- allowed per attempt I think they're at like the top eight or top ten in, sure. in the NFL so sure. and that's the kind of the recipe for the Broncos to try to win the game so they've got a pretty even matchup there so I think I, I'm gonna favor the Bengals yeah I, I mean I'm favoring the Bengals too but we can't just dismiss the Broncos defense Broncos defense is ranked seventh overall in the league. And they're playmakers on that defense. You know, they mm-hmm. lost Von Miller, but they're still playing really well. They're just doing just enough to win these seven games because their offense can't really keep up the keep up keep up with the defense, honestly. Right. So I think we're gonna see a game where the Bengals put up points, you know, and the Broncos are gonna do their best on defense, but it might not be enough. And then they're gonna have to find ways to Teddy to score points. And I'm not sure if that happens. Yeah, I, I'm I, I actually am on the reverse side of that. I think Denver at home, their defense has been great. Their defense has been great and the Bengals line over the last couple of weeks has not given Burrow a lot of protection, right? Uh, he's getting hit a ton again. It's like kind of back to last year. It's not quite that bad, but it is slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. And so my fear is as great as this offense has been, the Bengals defense obviously has weaknesses. The Brown, the Broncos, at least to me, have a recipe that's worked consistently. The Bengals, you're relying a lot of their on their offense at times. And then when Burrow's struggling, he's throwing interceptions, he's getting sacked. The offense isn't also consistently playing. Like we had Jamar Chase, you know, have great games and then did kind of disappear and then this emergence of t higgins joe mixon has been consistent all year but then recently they haven't run the ball as effectively because of the offensive line again and so uh there's a lot of things for the Bengals where they're to me almost on like a downward trend they lost they had a lot of momentum early in the season Mm -hmm. and now all these close games are going not against them and then like they're they're starting to rack up or uh, against them sorry and they're starting to rack up injuries again on the offensive line and so denver's defense and they're running and they're at home i just like like you said we need to put more respect on Denver's defense. Their defense actually scares me right now because, yes, Joe Burrow is great, but he's also young still, right? He also makes a lot of mistakes, and I just mm-hmm. think this is an opportunity where Denver can take advantage of that and then just protect the football and run. You have Teddy, who loves protecting the football, and so as long as they protect the football and then they use their two guys to run, they just control the clock and play good football. I don't know. I actually think Denver okay. has a good chance here. So my reasoning for the Bengals is the rest of the season, they play teams with a winning record. Mm-hmm. And out of those teams, I feel like this is the one that they can win out of all those teams. And I don't think they're going to lose the rest of the games either. Right. So I had to pick one that for them to go down, and I think this is their best option to win. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they played against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, lost 22-9. to nine. Um, So, I, I mean, yes, this offense is good, or defense is good, but are they good enough to, to stop the firepower? For the Bengals, I don't think they are. But but that's the thing with the de- their defense is they might mm-hmm. not allow the firepower to happen because their defense is that good, right? Like they're seventh, and the the reason they even have seven wins is purely because of defense. Like mm-hmm. all they do is run the ball, right? So, yeah, we'll see. Well, I just expect in in this world that I'm imagining that the Bengals will put up like 24 points, and then the Broncos are going to fall short meeting that number. But yeah, it, it's it's up for grabs. That's why it's there's two seven and six teams going at it. Yeah, two seven and six teams, and it's the line is literally just home field advantage. So uh, should be one of the better matchups on the board. The 49ers have been red hot this week. They are hosting the Atlanta Falcons, who come into town at six and seven. The Falcons are still alive in the playoff race, right? They are six and seven, so they're still one of the in the hunt teams. Uh, 49ers have come out hot and furious recently, uh, racking up some wins. 
and now they are what sixth in the playoff seed. They are favored to nine and a half points at home over under 46 and a half. Uh, we talked about it in the injury segment. Elijah Mitchell is out. So it is going to be probably a Justin Wilson or sorry, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Keep saying Justin Wilson. Is there a Justin Wilson? Justin somewhere? Wilson's a uh, pitcher in the, in the uh, MLB. I see. Um, <laughs> And so uh, this is gonna. This is an interesting one. Atlanta has been notorious for beating bad teams this year. That's where all their six wins have come from. Yeah. Can they finally beat a team of relevance and actually be like, "Whoa, this team can sneak, sneak into the playoffs"? No, okay. I didn't <laughs> no. think so. No, they're not. I love you, Atlanta. And um, but you're right. We have found out. Like you're not hiding from us. We know that you played against really, really bad teams to win those six games. So um, you know, but but they have been rushing, running the ball pretty well. So if they can do what the 49ers do and, you know, equalize that aspect of the game, there's a chance. Yeah. You know, there's a chance. I'm not saying, like, it's still 7-6 and six going against 6-7, and seven, right? At the end of the day, they po- they found ways to win the game. But Matt Ryan's not doing it. Like, you know, he's he's got fewer than two touchdown passes in five straight games. Um, the 49ers are just running on just, like, fumes. They're just – not fumes. On all cylinders. Like, they're just killing it out yeah. there. They're playing their brand of football – like the best I've ever seen him play. Like they're using their star running uh, wide receiver as a running back. Mm-hmm. Kittle's reached his final form. You know, Ayuk is still winning game, getting game-winning touchdowns. Their defense is getting better. They just got their star uh, Fred Warner back from injury. Like they're just getting better, and now they're playing the Falcons, who you know if they don't even know who they are. Like yeah. the Falcons have no idea. They just think right. they're all Cordell Patterson. <laughs> so you know, uh, again, is this a divisional matchup? No, no right? No, no it's no. but there's yeah. wild card implications. But there's wild card right, impl- right. implications. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's a huge game for both teams if they like they both need to win to continue their playoff hopes. Um, but yeah, 49ers should get this game. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons defense, what is that? Like 28th in the in the NFL, one of the worst defenses, and uh, we've seen ways the 49ers have been able to put points on the board, like you mentioned, Kittle uh, last three weeks has been amazing on insane, my fantasy team. Insane. Um and so and and with Debo's Debo's back, yep. um Ayuk doing great things. So yeah, it's gonna be very difficult for for them to for the Falcons to stop that. Yeah, just just matching up personnel to personnel, the 49ers are just better top to bottom. And so um I, I think they should win this game at home. The only X factor always for the Falcons is the one guy they rely so Cordero much on Cordero Patterson. Patterson and, so. and Gage, he's kind of yeah, kind of come, come up. Yeah. So here's here's a little interesting stat. Per PFF there are ten cornerbacks with hundred plus coverage snaps, so they've they've uh, snapped the ball while they're on the field over a hundred times, that are allowing hundred and twenty or more passer rating when targeted. Two out of those ten players play for the 49ers. Wow! So 49ers are bad when you, when it comes to allowing catches for the receivers. Mm-hmm. So they need to figure that one out because Russell Gage is kind of on the come up, and Cordell Patterson can easily just do a wheel route yep. and become a wide receiver out of nowhere. So, yeah, th- 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 that's the aspect of the 49ers game that's weak because linebackers, defensive line, they're you know top-notch in every aspect. But PFF, take it how you want it. PFF's not always right. PFF's not always wrong. But this is a concrete stat that means something. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to find ways to attack the secondary to win the game if you're the Falcons. Yeah, 49ers need to need to win this game to stay in the wild card uh, standings currently, and the Falcons are trying to get into the wild card standings at six and seven. So two teams with a lot to play for. The Rams are the next game on the board, hosting a divisional matchup at nine and four. The Seahawks come into town at five and eight. The Rams at home are favored by four. Over under forty five and a half. This game has now actually been slated and moved to Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So we can talk about it now or talk about it at the end. Let's can, talk about it. Yeah, now. that's fine. We can do it now. Yeah. Talk about it now. So this game is now going to be played on Tuesday. This is one of two games that has been moved to Tuesday. Um. But 
The line is at four. I expect between now and Tuesday that line could drastically change. There could be a lot more COVID things coming up, um, or you know, guys could come back. Um, yeah, so. a lot, lot, everything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. You know, um, just some things that from historical standpoint, the Rams have won four of their last five games against the Seahawks. Uh, DK Metcalf is having the worst streak of his career: six straight games under sixty receiving yards, and Russell Wilson's twelve career losses versus the Rams. Um, are four more than any other team. So these are some nice little facts that may change your outlook on what how the game could go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a difficult matchup for the Seahawks, but um, what we mentioned at the early uh, early of the podcast, earlier in the podcast, we said that the there's a lot of injuries. Jalen Ramsey may not be there. And, uh, you know, we, we really... I, I don't see the Seahawks as a bad team anymore. Like, in ever since Russell Wilson has come back, minus like the first two games... They've been like doing really well, well on yeah. offense. Yeah, like, they scored thirty Tyler points Lockett, in back-to-back games. Right, and then um, the Rashad Penny had a solid game last week. So I feel like they've kind of figured things out on offense. And um, so the Rams, I'm actually going to say that they they will lose this game. The Rams are going to lose this game. Right. All right. Um, T- Lock- Tyler Lockett is not playing. Uh, Penny did that against the Texans. Okay. Right. Um, DK Metcalf, even though he does get the volume, let's say, he hasn't really shown anything to see that anything might change, right? Mm -hmm. This is strictly off of hope. And the Seahawks still have one of the worst offensive lines in football. That Mm -hmm. has not changed. And their defense is probably the worst in, like, many categories. They're 32nd in defense. They are the worst defense in the football. Yeah. But I'm interested to know, like, what that defense has been like in the past four days, right? Like Four weeks. Four Four weeks, weeks. I mean. Because – since they've been winning the games, the defense has kind of stepped up um, and been able to beat teams. So I feel like, you know, Rams, they're, they're, they're a hit or miss team. Like one week they'll show up, next week they won't. They're, set, they're 8-0 or what is it, 7-0 and against yeah. like teams that don't have a winning record and like I think now 2-5, 2-4. Two two and and yeah. um, so we still haven't seen the Rams be consistent and say they're that team that yeah. are difficult to beat. So Seahawks have a legitimate chance to, to beat the Rams. Yeah, and don't the Rams have a lot of COVID? Yeah, but that's it's Tuesday now. Like half of that's probably gonna change yeah. by Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's for me. It's just I'm I'm done with the Seahawks. Like I, I put them in the coffin. Like as soon as in, uh, Russell Wilson got out, mm-hmm. and then Russell Wilson came back, and they were still pretty shitty. The last two games, sure they're doing well, but one of them was the Texans, and you know, like the sample size is just too minuscule to even like make it a serious conversation for me. At least mm-hmm. I, I think of it that way. And the Rams just came off a bye week, uh, you know, and. They have to do what they have to do because they played like shit before the bye week. They lost three games in a row. I think they kind of figured it out. And even without some of these names, I still think they're a better team than the Seahawks. Like, and this is coming from somebody that owns Russell Wilson. Like, I, I have, I had a lot of faith in Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. um, but the team is just not good enough. Like, their team just not gonna do it. But I'm excited to see what happens. This is a divisional matchup. This one is actually a divisional matchup, and we've mentioned that before. Anything can happen in divisional matchups. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, the the X factor is always Russell Wilson. He's always he's been the Seahawks' entire team for like the last four years. So if the finger is not an issue, then yeah, this this I don't care that they're five and eight. This team is a completely different team. But if the finger is still an issue, then yeah, he's the entire team because the rest of the team's really bad. Which means that if the best player on the team is still having issues doing the one thing that he's really good at, that's yeah. gonna be a problem. Especially if there's no locket, it's gonna kind of be like. I I could see some force feeding to Metcalf that could lead to like tip, tip balls, interceptions, shit like that. So um, it's not it's not ideal, but let's wait to see what happens till Tuesday when the game actually kicks off in terms of COVID, who's back, who's out. Yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey being out that would be big. That would that would be a really although big thing. although the best game DK Metcalf's had this year against was Jalen against Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Weird football. 
the next game on the board, the Packers are at Baltimore this week against the Ravens. Ravens are 8-5. and five. Lamar Jackson might not play, so we may get his doppelganger again. I love Packers. that guy. Packers that guy are 10-3. So like, sh- Tyler I, Huntley. He's so good. I want him as a backup, just just for funsies, like a toy. Yeah. yeah. So I remember last week I was like, "Is Tyler Huntley? Should we, people would be giving him a shot. He's still young yeah. enough as a Can't starter. Just, as a but, starter, no, but as but, a backup, yes. but we haven't even seen enough from him. Why are we already dismissing the fact that he, if he just plays enough games, he could be a decent starter? Yeah, you can always do that. That's yeah. always a possibility. But it's just they're like already ruling him out. Is he that bad? What, He's pretty young, right? Did he, did he play for a different team before this? I'm not sure. I don't know how old he is. I feel like I've heard Huntley for quite some time. Something happened there. Oh, it ended. It, it does that. Oh, there's just there's a, a time frame after some certain time. It, it an hour, one hour. Oh, oh wow, one hour okay. mark. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Tyler Huntley played. Um, but he looked good. The good thing for Tyler Huntley and the Ravens is that in the last uh, three games, the Packers have allowed thirty point seven points per game. Yeah. So there's some things that need to be fixed on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, and, and you know what? That that could just mean that this is the team that they fix it with. They fix it with the Baltimore Ravens, who are not scoring as many points either. They need to get things figured out on that offense. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm going to side. I'm going to lean towards the Packers, but uh, just because you know they're favored by six and a half. Over under is forty three and a half. Yeah. Funny thing about Tyler Huntley, he was an undrafted uh, quarterback last year, so oh, he's wow. literally twenty three years old. And when you type in Tyler Huntley on Google, yeah. guess what? Literally the first article from CBS Sports talks about as him being a possible quarterback for next year. For who? Yes. Minnesota oh. Vikings? Nope. Is it the Steelers? Yes, sir. So d- let's not dismiss Tyler Huntley the future so quickly here, yeah. guys. He's the, the like It's weird because he's an undrafted rookie quarterback, and he's already the first backup to Lamar Jackson. Like Make that make sense. You have John Harbaugh. So clearly there's something here, right? We got Kellen Mond in the third round. He's not even activated from the practice squad any week. So like there's clearly <laughs> something here. So yeah. um, I, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. He has weird mannerisms that are literally just like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want a more of a uh, passer. I want, I want more of right. a passer first guy. But... Let's see if he can make these throws. I'm yeah. excited because he, he had some decent throws to Mark Andrews to down the stretch to Bateman. Like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'd, for yeah. Sure. Like, give him sample size yeah. before we write him off as a backup. Yeah, or give him sample size before we give him too much credit. I want to. There's both. Yeah, both ends oh, 100%. here. I'm just saying, let's give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. Give, give the guy a shot. So the, six and a half points for Green Bay. It's going to be tough again. He's a backup quarterback. He's playing at home though, but it is against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers are decimated though, still with injuries. They've literally haven't played a season, a game year this year with uh, David Bakhtiari, who's like the second best left tackle in the league. Jair Alexander's been out like nine games this year, who's like their best cornerback and like top three in the league. So like it's kind of crazy how this team is. Yeah, them, ten and three. Those them and the Cardinals, they're just finding ways to win. That's how you do it as a football team. Yeah, I, I, it's. The the Ravens, I mean, let's let's assume Lamar Jackson doesn't play. This is going to be really really difficult. It took them a long time, even last week against the Browns, to like actually yeah, start to they, score points. They've actually been sucking. Like that eight and five is the worst eight and five I've seen anybody have this year. Like they're not playing up to what an eight and five team should be playing. Like they're they're actually playing bad. Um, but you know, you never know. But I I think I know, and I think the Packers <laughs> are going to win this game pretty badly. Yeah, I have six and a half points. I think the Packers should probably cover that. Yeah. 
Next game is Sunday night. The Saints are traveling to take on Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers. 10-3 and three for the Bucs, and the Saints are coming in at 6-7. and seven. Sean Payton might not be there. Drew Brees is not there anymore, so the leadership is all riding on the backs of Taysom Hill, the makeshift quarterback who gets a lot of money. The Bucs come in favored at 11 points over under 45.5. I've never been – the minute you told me the Sean Payton news, I've never been more confident that there's literally no world – that the Saints win this game. Zero. I literally give the Saints a 0% chance to win this game. I've never done that in anything in football, especially before the game starts. But the Saints have no leadership. Literally, Drew Brees and Sean Payton have been like the arching like history of the Saints for the last decade or two decades, right? Right. right. And after Drew Brees, it's literally been like Jameis Winston. So it, it's been Sean Payton, right? It's not Jameis Winston. And now you have Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is leading the charge here. It's going to be very tough. Against Tampa and Tom Brady? Yeah, he's going to have to throw. He's going to have to throw. He's going to one throw. thing he hasn't done all year. That day, I think Taysom Hill has the least amount of deep throws attempted all year as starting quarterback. Yeah, that would totally that would make sense. Um, Just some things to – like I told you, I always try to see how the, the weaker team could beat the better team. Um, The Saints have won three straight regular season games versus Tom Brady. Um, The Saints have also won – uh, six straight games versus the Buccaneers, including that one pick six where they just kind of made Tom Brady their bitch that yeah, game, right? Last week. Or so, last, last time they played this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the defense has given t- Tom Brady some issues this year, just going from, like, recent uh, interaction between the two teams. But this Buccaneers team that has shown up the last two games seems just impossible to stop. Uh, Fournette just getting unleashed, and then Tom Brady throwing for, like, four touchdowns during that same span. It's just... Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Taysom Hill, because you're gonna have to like play the best game you've ever played. Here's here's the thing. Um, the Saints played the Buccaneers on Halloween. And yeah, the, the day before Halloween. And the day before Halloween, and the Saints beat the Buccaneers. I don't think that Tom Brady is is gonna get is gonna yeah get beat twice by the Saints. I mean, if he if he ever needs a reason to like stay focused and like have a a reason to win a game, like that's the you and the reason is Is Drew. Drew. That would have been funny like two years ago. Oh yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I I heard uh, Tom Brady's not even finishing his dumps. He's only cutting the dumps halfway so he can study more. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I made that up. Wow. He's starting to wear a diaper. He's starting to wear <laughs> like, What happens to the rest of the dump? He's starting to wear a diaper, and then he has a guy that comes and changes yeah. it so he never loses nope. focus. In front of, the, I, in front of yeah, the screen. I heard you can't even buy his dump. It's so expensive. Wow. Yeah. I saw an article where a chick was selling her farts in a jar for yeah, $70,000. I saw that too. Where did we see that? I think I saw it on YouTube or <laughs> some Instagram post. Who would buy that? <laughs> Dude, fucking okay. weird people, man. Fucking 70, weird people. Who's $70,000. Whose fart would you buy, though? Like, nobody's. <laughs> I would never buy anybody's fart. So I would never pay if, him out any money for If I for was a billionaire, fart. I would totally have a fart wall. I'd have a wall just filled filled with just my favorite people and their farts. And you guys yeah. can put your farts there too. <laughs> that means you'd have to get the farts from them. So uh, in a dude, jar. I'm a billionaire. I ain't touching nobody's farts. I'm just watching their farts. <laughs> I feel like there's so many better things you could get of everybody's as a memorabilia than yeah. the jar of their we'll farts. We'll get your hair in the other room. Damn. We'll this is a weird ass fucking collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta be the ones. Hair and farts. <laughs> Yeah, wow. but the Bucks should win this game. I literally don't see a world that the Saints win this game. 11 points, another great three-team teaser opportunity getting the Buccaneers minus one at home. I actually love that. Uh, that's Sunday night, and then let's kick it into Monday night, guys. Monday night now has a doubleheader on the board. First game on the board, I don't actually, I don't know. What's the time on the Raiders Vikings game? Vikings game's uh, second. Oh, so they're they're making the other game start at like five early, five o'clock. Okay, so the first game on the board now is going to be the game that moved from Saturday to Monday. The Raiders and Browns were initially slated for Saturday. They are going to play on Monday 
in Cleveland. Browns are seven and six. The Raiders are six and seven. There is no line right now for this game. There is no over under <laughs> for this game. Mm-hmm. Too much COVID. Too much uncertainty. So, um, I mean, what are we expecting this game to look like? Uh, uncertainty. No, but uh, no. Browns also have no one from COVID. So, I think that or they're just going to run. No, they have a lot. Don't they have COVID? They are like the second most, third most COVID team. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like oh, they have no, no one, one playing oh, okay. because yeah, of COVID. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming they're just going to run the ball and Chubb is going to get most of the carries. Yeah, and, I, hope and, he, I hope he gets, gets no yards. And some of the earnest action. And some of the earnest action. I mean, um, Landry isn't there. So Hunt's hurt, I think. Hunt's hurt. Hunt's hurt and has COVID. Oh, yeah, wow. So Double whammy. Yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, some end arounds and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't need to try that hard to beat the Raiders, right? Yeah. Like, you don't need to be doing, like, crazy plays. Yeah, but a bunch of backups. There's no Baker or Case. Yeah, no, I'm not saying the Browns yeah. are going to win. I yeah. don't think the Browns are going to win at all. Yeah. Because um, the Raiders still have their full team, uh, most of it at least, and they're just going to play Raider ball where they score about 28 points on a, on prime time and then, yeah. you know, the, the usual. And I don't think, yeah, the Browns, what are you going to do? They don't, you don't have any of your receivers. You don't have any of your offensive linemen, by the way. Three offensive linemen. Uh, Damian Clowney, as of this morning, is on the COVID list too. So he's for sure not going to play. There's a lot of players that could come back, though. There's a lot of players that could come back by the time it's Monday. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, no predictions here because there's no lines to predict on. Yeah, so. but but if I were to ever start the Raiders' defense ever, like this would be the game I'd start the Raiders' defense. I would start some Raiders players this week. I don't, I need I got some s- streaming options from different positions that I got to yeah. talk to you guys. You got to start Renfro regardless. If yeah, you're, Renfro's a must start. Yeah. I would start Renfro. Who, who, are who the, else uh, are the other Raiders? Yeah, Jacobs players? must start. You start Derek Carr as a streamer. No, yeah. lo, no, no, Lamar Jackson this week for players in playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, myself. Yeah, I mean option, right? We'll definitely talk about it, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I can't really go much into this. There's no line. There's like a lot of news pending for Monday night, um, but that game moved to Monday night, and then the other game that moved was which one? The Washington football team. Yeah, the, you want you want to talk about the Vikings game that's on Monday? Or? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, I totally fucking skipped that one. Yeah, so the Vikings game, which is the normal Monday night game, is now slated as the second game of the Monday night doubleheader. They're traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Vikings are six and seven. The Bears are four and nine. Uh, Vikings favored on the road, five and a half points over under forty. Four. Vikings have to win to have any hope for a playoff chance, and the Bears are four and nine, so their playoff hopes are uh, gone. But Andy Dalton, COVID, Justin Fields starting. Um, what are we liking and seeing? Uh, there's a lot of defensive players with COVID too on the Bears side, which is huge, Eddie Jackson, which is huge for these uh, receivers uh, because we don't have Thielen. Thielen's probably not going to play. Um, yeah, it's the same story with the Vikings. You know, these one possession games all the time. Uh, we're two and five on the road this season, uh, four and two at home. The Bears have won five of their last six games versus the Vikings. Just the usual stuff. Like, I, there's really nothing new. They're probably going to be um, relying a lot. Like, this is going to be Fields' probably biggest game because all of that was practice, basically. And he just solidified, like, how well he threw against Aaron Rodgers last week. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, we saw a lot of promise that we hadn't seen before. So, I think all of that gets unleashed on us. So, we're going to have to see how this goes. Yeah, I mean uh- – this is one of those matchups where like Vikings should win this game, right? You got Kirk Cousins, you got Dalvin Cook, and uh, Jefferson's Jefferson's still there. Those guys aren't gone. And then the Bears, um, they've got Justin Fields and Montgomery and Mooney. Like, I mean, as far as matchups is concerned, yeah. like I I like the Vikings' chances. I think that they should win. Although this is a primetime game, and Kirk Cousins in primetime is one of those things where is he yeah. going to show up or is he not going to show up? 
Yeah. And the Bears. We the Vikings, I, I can't remember how many years it's been. I feel like every time we go to Soldier Field, we suck. And even when the Bears are really bad. Like on the road in Soldier Field, always tough to play. Uh there's been numerous years where I've been like, This is a must or this is an easy win. Mm-hmm. Chicago sucks, but we travel there for yeah. whatever reason we can't play well there. So um but yeah. Top to bottom, we like our trio versus their trio, right? We haven't had any problems putting up points. It's not like the Bears' defense has been playing all that well. And uh, the Bears' offense is uh, run by a rookie quarterback right now that has had has his ups, his ups and downs. Yeah. And so we just need to do enough. And I feel yeah. like as long so, as our offense plays like they so do, we should win. I think this is one of those games where we can afford to take our shoes or our feet off of the pedal. I think this is one of those games we can actually afford to do that. So we're talking about the seventh best passing offense and the fifth best offense overall in the Minnesota Vikings versus the 32nd best passing offense and 31st overall offense in this, in the, in the bears. So if there's any game where I don't have to yell at the TV for <laughs> what's happening, it's gotta be this game. They, yeah. they don't have the weapons to sustain game wide, you know, scoring. They're either going to score a lot in the second quarter like they did against the Packers or they're going to not score at all or they're going to score sporadically throughout the game. But they're, they don't have the weapons to score twice on uh, in the first quarter, one more time in the second quarter, two more times in the third quarter. But if there's any team to do that against, it is the Vikings. We lost the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, that so. did happen. I, uh, I refuse to compare our opponent to anybody when we lost the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you have to, right? It's our job. Right, so, right. Like, it's just if, if there's any team that you can – Score a lot of points and not worry about them coming back. It's it's got to be the Bears. So I'm just hoping that Fields doesn't throw for five touchdowns. <laughs> Fields doesn't turn back the clock to Ohio State and just puts up an insane stat line. I mean, if there's a game for his stats to look good and for him to have one of his best games, it's against the Minnesota defense. Our defense isn't good. So um, we have a lot of good players back, though. And I, I don't know, from a COVID situation, a lot could change by now and Monday night. Yeah. And, and the Bears also have non-COVID illnesses as well that are not totaled into the COVID illnesses. So they're, they're a very decimated team without a lot of their good players, so we should be able yeah, to win Yeah, if we, like, again, we're fighting, clawing for a playoff spot right now. This is a game you have to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't win this game, then just the playoffs pack it over. Up. Then it's pack over. Pack it up. Yeah, then so it's you, over. You don't even deserve to be going any further in this yeah. season. So that that's Monday night, and then the other game that is now moved to Tuesday is going to be the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. Big divisional game. Both teams coming in at 6-7. and seven. Both teams still fighting for that playoff spot from a wild card perspective. Um, no lines here as well as, as there's a shit ton of COVID decimation on the football team side. And so there is no line. I don't know what the line is, what the over under is, but it is in Philly. They're both six and seven Washington. I talked about last week. I feel like they've kind of lost their magic, their Cinderella moment. their like chance to, you know, be that team that jumps in or sneaks into the playoffs. Yeah. Now Heineke's hurt. McLaurin might not play. Uh, I mean, you can't really rely on Antonio Gibson to lead the charge. I, I honestly would have probably picked the football team to win if there wasn't no COVID problems. Because I don't think the magic's like completely gone. It's it's definitely more gone than it was. But this is still a team that could I feel like just could just beat some random team. And I'm going to be like, oh, I guess that happened again. Mm-hmm. But it, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, did they really do that? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is the second most decimated team because of COVID. They're they're missing like all but nearly half of their players. And like I mentioned earlier, the Eagles have nobody on their injury report. Um, they have one player, Quez Watkins, on the COVID list. Right. Um, that's pertinent. But there's nobody injured on this team versus you're dealing with all your best players, either stupid in Gibson or have a concussion in uh, McLaurin, yep. and both your quarterbacks are out. 
Yep. So how is the Washington football team going to beat the Eagles? Wow. Quarterback, running back, stupid. Re- receivers <laughs> are out, and your tight end has an ACL tear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, no, but there, there was this, like, resurgence of Washington football team for a little bit. But there was also a resurgence of the Eagles, right? When they started yeah. getting their running run, the ball, run, running yeah. running the ball more. Jordan Howard and and uh, Boston Scott even uh, and uh, Miles Sanders had Sanders had a big yeah. game. Um, so I feel like the Eagles are coming off of a bye week, right? They don't have injuries, and uh, they we've seen them kind of figure out this offense and let um, the run game flow so that Jalen Hurts can do his thing. Um, so I feel like. More of that is what we'll see. And uh, even if football team wasn't uh, injured, I would have still picked the Eagles because I think that they're, they're, they've proven themselves in the past, you know, three, four weeks of, of you know, solid football. You don't football. think the Washington football teams have proven They have themselves? as well. But, I mean, t- I'm talking about who's the better team, and I'm, I'm going to pick the Eagles. I think the Eagles no, I'm are, picking the Eagles too now, yeah. but I don't think I would have before. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's this is still it's two six and seven teams yeah. from the same division right. going at it. Could be anybody's game. Um I just, you know, uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? Is yeah, happening? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles. I I just think, uh, with if if Heineke doesn't play, like Heineke was their magic. Yeah, their defense has improved and stuff, but like Kyle Allen's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Their 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 best receiver seems like he's not going to play. The star run the running back that's the starter has been like an incredibly big disappointment this year. So yeah, unless we're expecting like their defense to carry him with turnovers, the God, the Eagles are doing that. a good job running the football, right? right. And yeah, you have less chances one. to fumble. I mean, I would assume than throw interceptions. So I just like the fact that they're protecting the ball by running, controlling clock, and I just don't see the Washington football team being able to put up a ton of points. Like from who? From where? So yeah, that's not it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna throw a touchdown pass for them <laughs> yeah it's, i know gibson's not gonna run a touchdown <laughs> in so so yeah i mean barring from now to tuesday you know a major uplifting from covid situation for the football team it's going to be tough uh but again divisional game both six and seven coin toss anything can happen yeah. right uh that's the last game on the board i believe did i miss anything nope nope last game on the board a lot of shuffling with the schedules so many covid issues um let's i would two things right uh let's I want to, we, we have to go through our survivor picks yet, but I wanted to do a rundown since all of us are in the playoffs and all of our other leagues outside of the league of our own, um, kind of run down our lineups who are playing real quick and see if there's any like, Hey, you know, last minute questions on who should start over who. Cause I definitely have some with my situation. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting Matthew Stafford, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. KJ Osborne, James Robinson, David Montgomery, Travis Kelsey, and Miles Gaskin. Okay. Okay. The people I could start instead of any of those players. So Odell Beckham, Melvin Gordon, Michael Pittman, Deontay Foreman, Julio Jones, uh, and the rest you don't have to worry about. Damn, that, there's some options there. That Miles Gaskin start is is the is a concerning start just because you know it's Miles Gaskin. But that matchup is so with good. the Jets. Yeah, with the Jets. it's the Jets, and, and, and it's raining hardcore. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. there, there, it's gonna be a lot of running in that game. Yeah. So that that kind of made me. Uh, drop some players to pick him up and just start him because I'm not starting him anymore. It's just this is this is the only week. Yeah. He can go back to the free agency after this who week. Are the Ram, who are the Rams play this week? Rams Seattle. play Seattle. Odell, so Odell plays OBJ Seattle. option there over... It, it is a PPR league. Who are your receivers real quick? Hill? Yeah, Hill's done. Yeah. So it's just KJ Osborne is my only other receiver. Okay. I'm starting KJ Osborne over Odell Beckham, Michael Pittman, and Julio Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a solid start. Yeah, it's not the worst start, right? Yeah. 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 But Cousins likes to throw the ball. I mean, who, the Colts throw. have a hard matchup, right? The Patriots. Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, one. so I was like, let me just not let. Yeah. The Patriots. Just Pittman's done for the day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then the running backs, Gaskin, or would you start uh, Gordon or Foreman against who? 
So Gaskin against the Jets, Gordon against Cincinnati, and Foreman against Pittsburgh. Foreman sounds like the PPR, sexiest not, one. Not PPR? It's PPR? This is PPR. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's it's going to be between yeah. Foreman and Gaskin, but because of PPR, I I, I don't right. mind Gaskin. The matchup's okay. pretty fucking... All right, then, my, yeah. so we're going to keep this lineup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. It's a good thing. I think you have the benefit of two guys that I would... If I had any of those guys just standalone, I'd throw them in my lineup, right? So I don't think you can go wrong with either of those guys. What All about right. your other league? Yeah. There's one other league? Yeah, one other league. This one is non-PPR. Okay. So Rodgers is going to start. Tyreek Hill already played. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrews is not touchable. Mm-hmm. So the rest of them are running backs, Antonio Gibson and Foreman. I'm starting Foreman this one. Mm-hmm. And then wide receivers are Amari Cooper and KJ Osborne. Oh, wow. Okay. So big big Osborne, big Hill <laughs> yeah. guy just everywhere. Um, so my options – Got Miles Sanders okay. <laughs> against Washington. Not starting him. Miles Sanders against Antonio Gibson. I just realized that. Wow. <laughs> wow, I could just... Okay, yeah, no. Uh, Miles Sanders, Michael Pittman, again, on the bench in this one. Julio Jones on the bench. Tevin Coleman on the bench. Bateman versus Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That one was intriguing to me. I, do I, I Instead of Amari Cooper. Instead of yeah. Amari Cooper. And then I have A.J. Green as well. Oh, Ooh. the A.J. Green ones. Like, the AJ, they but it's against Detroit. He could yeah. get two catches That's and they could, they could be they could up win by 50, nothing. yeah. It could just be a bunch of running touchdowns and shit too. So you looking at gameplay, I have to start KJ Osborne. Like yeah. at, at Chicago, which is a tough place. Minnesota's lost six of the last seven games. I feel like we're gonna be every game we're close it's a close yeah. game. We're never not throwing, right? We're always throwing the ball. Yep. Um so yeah, I think AJ Green and Bateman or Osborne or Cooper. You guys I, see a world where Cooper gets demoted here? I <sighs> I mean, Cooper's been disappointing. He's been hurt. Yeah, like but he's, now he's fully healthy. Yeah, he is fully healthy. That's but I'm always, a, I'm always a big proponent of like guys who, even when they like before, it's not like he's putting up insane stats, right? So he's not like an e- immediate plug. I'm always yeah. like, give me one week of fully healthy guy before. I, that's why, like, my hesitation in the Michael Carter situation, right? So I, I that it's tough. I mean, Cooper. But, but which one of these guys be, are, are, are that? Are, which one of these guys out of AJ Green and Bateman are those guys that? Um, I'm starting. I, I, I would start I, Green over Cooper. Yeah, I I, I don't think the, the the Cardinals are just not going to throw right. I right. don't think they, I think Murray will still have yards, and I think there'll still be catches to be had. And the matchup is so intriguing. Like if Hopkins was there, do you start Hopkins or um, Cooper? Hopkins. Right, but Hop, AJ Green now takes Hopkins' role. AJ Green is not Hopkins. But I mean, he had like 10, 10 receptions no, last game, right? Sure, and, that's and like fine. Twelve I, targets. That's like, fine. He'll, he'll get the throws that Hopkins didn't get. That's one game. You're not gonna you're not gonna change my mind about sample size off of one game. This then is, I would never win a championship yeah. if I use that mentality all the time. Oh, last week this guy did so well. Yeah. He should do this this week again. No, but that's you, not haven't, how works. you haven't seen Amari Cooper do, do well either. Right. So I'm saying I like, haven't. So what I'm going off of is players that I can trust, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know that I drafted Cooper. I didn't draft AJ Green. I didn't draft Bateman. Why? Why did I draft Cooper? Because of his history and the connection with Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. which has been struggling this year because of injuries. And yeah. now there is no injury designation. And I've been following up on the practices, and he's been full practice for the first time since like week seven, right? So, and it's against the Giants, divisional matchup. So, again, it's a close one, right? I was actually going to start Bateman. Yeah. Over AJ Green, just because AJ Green's statistics—if you look at his stat sheet—he mm-hmm. gives you—he gave me ten points last week. Congratulations, you got ten targets. The week before that, one target. Would I? Would I be? I will never ever forgive myself if I started somebody and they got one target. That's true. It's just not like yeah. th- that's not how you play fantasy football. And then the week before that, four receiving yards, four 
receiving yards on five targets. Yeah. In what world will I start this player? No, I mean, it, it's only because Hopkins. Hopkins been injured those games too. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Murray didn't play those games either. True. Right. So now Murray okay. is back. So, so so now there's more things that have to go right for AJ Green to succeed versus yeah. it was just the one injury for Cooper, right? Because yeah. Cooper is still top two players versus AJ Green. We don't like some of the st- like the stat sheet here with with. Uh, Murray, uh-huh. he's got games where he has 2.5 points, 1.3 points, 5 points, 0 points mm-hmm. one game. I guess he was injured. 0. 0.4 points one game. These are with Murray stats. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I just have to decide which player, what is most likely to happen. Sure. So there's a really good chance that the 12 targets may not happen. It could happen. Could happen. But I've seen enough of the deep bombs to Cooper. Mm-hmm. Whereas all, like, even if I got one deep bomb to Cooper and got nothing else and he tore his hamstring at halftime... I would be satisfied with that one thing that I kind of knew was going to happen versus hoping for things to happen that I haven't really seen happen. Because mm-hmm. in those things, I can't forgive myself for starting when I knew that that was more ambiguous than something I've seen repetitively happen. So yeah, it's, this is a very complex situation. That's why you have to make these decisions, right? right? right. So yeah, um, I, this might change. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> AJ Green might get COVID by next by uh, Monday and Cooper... Hopefully he's not hanging out with Hopkins or whoever else yeah, has COVID over there. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. I guess we're, I'm going to go with Cooper for now and then yeah. we'll see what AJ Green and Bateman end up doing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Bateman's tough just with Huntley, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Um, do you have anything? Uh, Taysom Hill or Justin Fields? Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! That's tough, uh, dude. Oh man, uh, Taysom Hill just from history standpoint. Uh, okay, I'd start Justin Fields. I yeah, I think I'm gonna lean towards Justin Fields at All this right. point instead right. of Taysom Hill. Um, and then I've got like this whole running back situation. Um, it's uh, it's Foreman or Stevenson in a PPR league. Yeah. yeah. For, sorry, Foreman, Stevenson, and Gaskin. So, dude, I mean, that's a good. Those are good problems to have. Yeah, there's people. There's people struggling for running backs. You have three I, guys. Who, I, as you heard, I'm starting Foreman in one of my leagues. Yeah. But if I had those other players, I would probably start those other players over Foreman. Stevenson. Or Foreman Gaskin. might get 20 points yeah. easily just running all over that Steelers defense. Yeah, he could do that. But you got to go with what's more likely to happen, and there's a higher chance of Foreman not getting any catches, right? So you're missing out on points right there. Mm-hmm. So everybody is everybody is equally likely to get in the end zone for the most part. Foreman's probably most likely to get into the end zone just because he gets those carries. Versus Gaskin, what do you, when do when do they use Gaskin? In the red zone. He, he gets those. He gets yeah, Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. Malcolm Brown is back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you look at the numbers when Michael uh, Malcolm Brown was playing, uh-huh. Gaskin, I remember how angry you were because you never saw Gaskin on the field. This is true. That's a possibility of happening because it is the Jets, so they might go with a run heavy approach with everybody it might not just be a gaskin thing versus the titans you know will use foreman like they just they will run the ball with foreman until they can't run anymore mm-hmm. so i don't know i like stevenson yeah yeah stevenson because he gets the passes and he gets the rushes and he gets the goal lines like yeah. you have all the three and all three literally things. it's the patriots a team that i trust with my life that and that's what they do <laughs> they run the ball yes where whereas like Titans, they still have Hilliard. They still have all. They they have like this RBC C RBBC committee going on. Yeah. Um, whereas I, yeah, I think we've seen we've seen when Harris is in there, they will feed Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a clear cut Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. okay. What do you, what do you have? Yeah. So mine starts literally at the quarterback spot. So Lamar Jackson might might not play. Yeah. My streaming option this week right now, I have Kirk Cousins starting at Chicago. Yeah. What are your other options? 
Oh, it's slim pickings here on this waiver wire free agency quarterback situation. I mean, my options are Tua against the Jets. Yeah. I like that one. I, I was going to start Tua, and then I decided to go out yeah. crazy fantasy football wizard mode, and I just picked up Minshew instead. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Wentz is still a free agent, against, but it's against New England. Matt Ryan's a free agent against San Francisco. We have I have Fields as an option against Minnesota. Um, Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Tua there uh, out of all these guys, but I know you don't really like Tua that much, so there's a you got to make a decision. Yeah, but I also don't really like Cousins that much, and he's starting. So <laughs> clear, they, not liking him is not the reason I'm not starting him. I just think um, – What's the reason? What do you think is going to happen this Vikings game? Like you just Dalvin Cooks is going to run the ball and and uh, no that, no if I thought that I wouldn't be starting Cousins <laughs> I think there's I think Cousins can have like three touchdown passes yeah yeah I just I think if Eddie Jackson especially like if their secondary is leaky yeah we'll run the ball but um, Dalvin Cook has like his best game of the season was last game and he had two touchdowns but every other game that he scored a touchdown it's always been one touchdown right and if our offense can continue to put up points it's got to come from got to come from Kirk mm-hmm. so. Um, that that's my only thing, but so yeah. what are you gonna do? I don't know. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I mean, there's some time to think about it, but the Jets the Jets are really bad. But yeah, that's enough information for me. The Jets are just so bad. Like they're 32nd in pretty much every passing category. I think like the top three passing categories they're like the worst in. Yeah, and two has proven himself the last when when he's been playing. I mean, I think you have. I need to check. Uh, the it's, stats. it's like around 18, 17. There's like one in the twenties. Yeah. So you're just you just bank on like a little bit more than fifteen. Yeah, and I mean cousins twenty one, seventeen, twenty five, fifteen, twenty. So yeah, very, 20, twenty eight. Very, very similar. Which one's playing the Jets? Too easy of a choice for me. I'm, I would go to a. Eh, that's fair. Jets good matchup. Um. What else? Hold on. I have a couple of other things here real quick. My running back situation, I have Montgomery. I'm starting. Um, again, Elijah Mitchell's hurt, so I slated Jeff Wilson in there, but then I picked up Ramondi Stevenson. I think I have to go with Stevenson over Wilson at least, just because even if it's Atlanta, it's, it's Atlanta's an intriguing matchup. Wilson hasn't gotten into the end zone, but he's never there on third downs. Yeah, and Atlanta doesn't allow 100-yard rushers. Like if, that, if there's one thing Atlanta's like proud of, it's like their ability to not let people do too much on the running game. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That sucks because like 49ers love running the ball. What if he catches heat early and like, they, like if it was Elijah stuff? Mitchell, I would. It's a must start. Yeah, right, I love yeah. Elijah Mitchell, but uh, Jeff Wilson. The weeks I've slated him in when Elijah Mitchell has been out, he hasn't been good enough. And this is the playoffs, and I don't have time to fuck around because Kelsey dropped a cool 36 on me last night. So those are um, probably same weeks that Debo Samuel gets like eight carries also, right? Yeah, yeah. The the week Wilson week the Wilson weeks are yeah. the weeks that Debo Samuel is used more in the backfield. Right. The Mitchell weeks are like let's give Solo. Mitchell the ball 30 times. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and then my flex spot right now, I have Michael Carter who's still slated IR, but he's supposed to come off the IR and per Robert Sala get a increased significant workload and it's against Miami um but I have Chase Edmonds on my bench and I'm still I don't know if Henderson plays or not I have Sony Michelle still there um and then my other well, yeah it, dude you could have just put Sony in but they moved the game to Tuesday so now like anything yeah. can happen yeah because it would have been you could have went Ramondre Montgomery and Sony, Sony. Michelle, and that would have been fine. yeah because like none of those guys share the ball yeah like that would all be just you can't blame yourself if one of those guys does bad because mm-hmm. th- that is the only running back they use is jamal williams already out i, I think he's he he's on the, he's he's injured and he's on the covid list he's uh, just like hunt yeah espn has him as out so okay. yeah I, um i don't ESPN know was wrong but they've been wrong but i mean yeah nonetheless yeah i like that so I, i'm thinking i go stevenson over wilson and carter i keep in my flex 
Um, and then, yeah, my receivers are Cup and Jefferson, so pretty solid there. I'm starting Dolphins defense against the Jets this week. I don't know if, what, what you guys think about that. Yeah, I'm just all about fading the Jets since week one. <laughs> yeah, And but, Dolphins defense is blitzing like crazy. That's yeah. a lot of turnovers, a lot of sack points probably. And somehow I lucked into Nick, Nick, Fo- Nick, Nick Folk. <laughs> Nick Folk, he was a free agent. Wow. He's questionable, but he's the number one kicker. Pick him up. What the fuck? Yeah, but he's he's questionable. Like, I don't know if he's. Does he have hurt. COVID too? No. Who doesn't have COVID at this point? Uh, he's a, oh no, he's been a regular on the injury report, but he's thirty seven years old. So all right, yeah. So that that's my that's my lineup in that other game. But yeah, I, I played against Keenan Allen and Kelsey last night and Harrison Bucker. So I'm down sixty nothing already after three players. Damn, yeah. Bucker. What did he get? Eight. Yeah, Bucker got eight. Keenan Allen got like seventeen, and then. Kelsey got 36. Damn. <laughs> and then in our league, I played you. Yeah. And Herbert, Herbert got 23. I, after watching the game, there were so many more points that were left off right. the table. Right. Like, he, you know how he ran a touchdown in? He had another opportunity where he, where he kept it, and they just got stuffed. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there were two fourth yeah. and two opportunities where he threw and both incompletions. Like, yeah. got so many points left, but I, I can't be too upset about yeah, it. Yeah, 24, 23. 23. Yeah, dude, threw a pick. I, dude, if Jalen Hurts got me 23, I'd be parting. Yeah, so... Uh, it's going to be interesting. Going to be a lot on the line this week. Um, anything else you guys have? Survivor picks? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, let's do our survivor picks real quickly. Uh, so, you show that you're starting this week. You're 9-5. and five. Give me your survivor pick. Yeah. So, my survivor pick is going to be the Miami Dolphins. The Shashot strategy. Yeah. Fade the Jets. Wait. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Fade the Jets. Fade yeah. the Jets. Miami at home. That's right. Are they at home? I it's believe. supposed to be really rainy. Yeah, it's so I Miami. assume it's yeah, Miami. It's Miami. Yeah. Okay, I like that Miami. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. The Cowboys on the road against the Giants. Yeah, uh, and I'm going with the Packers. Packers against anybody doesn't matter. <laughs> Packers. Are, who are they playing this week? Oh, Baltimore. They're at yeah. Baltimore this week. Um, should show you're 11 and three, and I'm 14 and 0. So yes to lose. So is this? Uh, is it my last chance? I had like four chances. Yeah, you know, we, you're it's down three in the loss it's column. So, if, yeah, if we, yeah, two more weeks, yeah. two more weeks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, still chasing that perfect record. That would be insane. Um, that's the episode, guys. That is previewing week 15. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. Thanks for whoever j- jumped into the <laughs> live stream for an hour uh, max because apparently Instagram has a max. But we'll do more of that. I, I definitely want to do it more yeah. and have it more, like, structured than we just kind of off the cuff. But um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for recap of week, week 15. We're the only playbook. We'll see you then.